Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Good House 1968. This is Brother White speaking. What I do is read and interpret from the Tanakh. Originally, I had planned just to uh, have the show on Saturday and Sunday, but I've changed it to the weekdays, uh, Monday through Friday at 530 I have a sermon I want to do, and then I'll go into the reading. And this is about taking refuge in good is just a great form of protection. It says in Psalm 61, verse 3, For you, for you good have been a refuge for me. So the brother's letting us know that good or God has been a refuge for him to take shelter in. As Psalm 61, verse 5 it says, my soul wait in silence for God alone, because my hopes come from him. So remember this, the brother's hopes and our hopes come from the creator. As Psalm 61, verse 7, it says, my safety and honor rest on God, my strong rock and refuge in God. So his safety rests in the creator is what the brother's pointing out. And so does our safety and our honor. Because with the Creator, the Creator keeps us clean and keeps us from being defiled or or sinning. It goes to say at Psalms 23, verse 26, My son, give me your heart. Your eyes observe my ways. So he's saying, give him his heart. The creator's saying, put your your heart in his hands. Because the creator's the one who gives the, uh, the heart to its go-to to survive every day. The creator's the head of that. And it's through his spirit, the Ruach Haggadah, that the creator controls the heart. I'm at my radio show right now. So it's through the creator the heart is controlled, and that's how the creator knows our innermost feelings and thoughts. It goes to say at Proverbs 22, verse 20, I have written you worthwhile things full of good counsel and knowledge. So this is the creator writes in the books, the Tanakh, and on our hearts. So if we don't want to accept it, we just do the reverse and keep sinning. Whereas those who accept do not. They stop sinning and uh, obey the commandments of the Tanakh. It says in Luke 20, verse 17, The very rock which the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. So the truth that the brothers and sisters back in the days rejected, or Yeshua, or Jesus Christ, as he's commonly known in America, that rock has become the building block for all other other constructions as far as concerning the human soul. We have to realize that by taking refuge in good, we are not 
being led astray by the blind. Because it goes to say at Luke verse six, chapter uh, Luke chapter six verse thirty, can the blind man lead another blind man? Won't they both fall into a pit? Says Yeshua. So we see that the blind cannot lead the blind. There is not a possibility of that. To those taking refuge in good, Luke chapter 8, verse 10 says, To you it has been given to know the secret of the kingdom of God, and that secret leads to everlasting life, ladies and gentlemen. But the rest are taught in parables so that they may look but not see and listen but not understand. So it's only a, a certain amount who are selected because of the way their heart is by the Creator to receive the knowledge of the kingdom of God. How grateful should we be for God giving us the key to everlasting life? And this is the truth. Before those of you who are listening who have a chance to hear the truth and understand it, for it to be interpreted for them, how good this is. John chapter 3, verse 13 says, No one has gone up into heaven. There is only the one who has come down from heaven, the Son of Man. That very one who truth in him or take refuge in him may have eternal life. So we want to have eternal life from the one who came down from heaven, the only one, and who uh, ascended back into the heavens. And that is Yeshua. So what better way to take refuge, which is to put our faith in the Lord of the dead and living, because he is the Lord of the dead and the living. Romans 14.9 says, Indeed, it was for this very reason that the Messiah died and came back to life, so that he might be the Lord of both the dead and the living. So this person has control, Yeshua, over the dead and the living. And we should remember that and put our heartful trust in him because he is the Lord of both and offers eternal life. All right, let me begin the Bible reading, and uh, you guys can sit back and relax and enjoy. And it goes to say at Leviticus chapter 5. If a person who is a witness swore sworn to testify, sins by refusing to tell what he has seen or heard about the matter. He must bear the consequences. So it's not that we call it because someone has testified a stool pigeon, because many testimonies are needed, and that person who refuses to testify will bear the consequences of possibly the same thing happening to the person who he wouldn't testify on behalf happening to him. We must we must remember this when we live our day-to-day lives. It goes to say, if a person touches something unclean, whether the carcass of an unclean wild animal, a domestic animal, or a reptile, he is guilty even though he may not be aware that he is unclean. If he touches some human uncleanliness, no matter what the source of his his uncleanness is, and is unaware of it, then when he learns of it, he is guilty. If someone doesn't allow to 
to slip from his mouth an oath to do evil or to do good, and he doesn't remember that he clearly spoke this oath, then no matter what it was about, in what manner he sinned, and bring his guilt... No, it says no matter what it was about, when he learns of it, he is guilty. A person guilty of any of these things is to confess in what manner he sinned and bring his guilt offering to good for the sin he committed. It is to be a female from the flock, either a lamb or a goat, as a sin offering, and the Kohan will make atonement for him in regard to his sin. If he can't afford a lamb, he is to bring as his guilt offering for the sin he committed two doves or two young pigeons for good, the one as a sin offering and the other as a burnt offering. He is to bring them to the Kohan who will offer one for a sin offering first. He is to wring its neck but not remove the head, sprinkle some of the blood of the sin offering on the side of the altar, and drain out the rest of the blood at the base of the altar. It is a sin offering. He is to prepare the second. the second as a burnt offering in the manner prescribed. Thus the Kohan will make atonement for him in regard to the sin which he committed, and he will be forgiven. But if his means are insufficient even for two doves or two young pigeons, then he is to bring as his offering for the sin he committed two quarts of fine flour for a sin offering. He is not to put any olive oil or frankincense on it because it is a sin offering. He is to bring it to the Kohan, and the Kohan is to take a handful of it as a reminder portion and make it go up in the smoke of the altar. On the top of the offerings for good made by fire, it is a sin offering. Thus the Kohan will make atonement for him in regard to the sin he committed concerning any of these things, and he will be forgiven. The rest will belong to the Kohanim, as with a grain offering. Good said to Moshe, if anyone acts improperly and inadvertently sins in regard to the holy things of good, he is to bring as his guilt offering for good a ram without defect from the flock or its equivalent in silver shekels using the sanctuary of Shekel as the standard. According to, your, according to your appraisal of its value, it is a guilt offering. In addition, he is to make restitution for whatever he did wrong in regard to the holy thing. Moreover, he is to add to that one-fifth and give it to the Kohan. Then the Kohan will make atonement with the ram of the guilt offering, and he will be forgiven. If someone sins by doing something against any of the mitzvah, mitzvah of good concerning things which should not be done, he is guilty even if he is unaware of it, and he bears the consequences of his wrongdoing. He must bring a ram without defect from the flock or its equivalent according to your appraisal to the Kohan for a guilt offering. The Kohan will make a atonement concerning the error which he committed. Even though he is unaware of it, he will be forgiven. It is a guilt offering. He is certainly guilty before good. 
Good said to Moshe, if someone sins and acts perversively against good by dealing falsely with his neighbor in regard to a deposit or security entrusted to him, by stealing from him, by extorting from him, or by dealing falsely in regard to a lost object he has found, or by swearing to a lie, if a person commits any of these sins, then if he sinned and is guilty, he is to restore whatever it was object he found. Or anything about which he has sworn falsely, he is to restore it at full plus, as full plus an additional one-fifth. He must return it to the person who owns it on the day he presents his guilt offering. He is to bring as his guilt offering to good a ram without defect from the flock or its equivalent according to your appraisal, to the Kohan and his guilt offering. Thus the Kohan will make an atonement for him before good, and he will be forgiven in regard to whatever it was he did that made him guilty. Good said to Moshe, give this order to Aharon and his sons. This is the law for the burnt offering. It's what it is what goes up, Ola, on its firewood upon the altar all night long until morning. In this way, the fire of the altar will be kept burning. When the fire has consumed the burnt offering on the altar, the Kohan, having put on his linen garment and covered himself with his linen shorts, is to remove the ashes and put them beside the altar. Then he is to remove those garments and put on others before carrying the ashes outside the camp to a clean place. In this way, the fire of the altar will be kept burning and not be allowed to go out. Each morning the Kohan is to kindle wood on it, arrange the burnt offering, and make the fat of the peace offering go up in smoke. Fire is to be kept burning on the altar continually. It is not good to go out. This is the law for the grain offering. The sons of Aharon are to offer it before good in front of the altar. He is to take from the grain offering a handful of its fine flour, some of its olive oil and all of the frankincense, which is on the grain offering. And he is to make this reminder portion of it go up in smoke on the altar as a fragrant aroma for good. The rest of it, Horan and his sons are to eat. It is to be eaten without leaven in a holy place. They are to eat it in the courtyard of the tent of meeting. It is not to be baked with leaven. I have given it as their portion of the of my offering made by fire, like the sin offering and the guilt offering. It is especially holy. Every male descendant of a whore may eat from it. It is his share of the offering from good made by fire forever throughout all your generations. Whatever touches those offerings will become holy. Good said to Moshe, this is the offering for good that Aharon and his sons are to offer on the day he is anointed. Two quarts of fine flour, half of it in the morning, half in the evening, as a grain offering from them on. From then on. It is to be well mixed with olive oil and fried on a griddle. Then bring it bring it in 
break it in pieces and offer the grain often as a fragrant aroma for good. The anointed Kohan who will take a Horan's place from among his descendants will offer it. It is a perpetual obligation. It must be entirely made to go up in smoke for good. Every grain offering of the Kohan is to be entirely made to go up in smoke. It is not to be eaten. Good said to Moshe, Tell Ahoran at his shots. This is the law for the sin offering. The sin offering is to be slaughtered before good in the place where the burnt offering is slaughtered. It is especially holy. The Kohan who offers it for sin is to eat it. It is to be eaten in a holy place in the courtyard of the tent of meeting. Whatever touches its flesh will become holy. If any of its blood splashes on any item of clothing, you are to wash it in a holy place. The clay pot in which it is cooked must be broken. If it is cooked in a bronze pot, it must be scored and rinsed in water. Any male from a family of the Kohana may eat the sin offering. It is especially holy. But no sin offering which has had any of its blood brought into the tent of meeting to make atonement in the holy place is to be eaten. It is to be burned completely. So we see here Good still giving his laws to Moshe and Moshe giving the laws to the people or the Kohanim as far as how to serve good and how to offer up offerings, sin and burnt offerings and, and so forth. All right, that is it for my reading, and now I'll go into the vocabulary. Remember, go to goodhouse1968.net and review the vocabulary because this is what I'm spelling out through just through the vocabulary. The words are being spelled out just through the vocabulary. Our first word is our left, bat, and lamb, and it means morning. Our next word is like a person mourns. Our next word is, it means grow, green, withstand. Our left, bat, lamb, but in the first our left, bat, lamb, we have the two dots underneath our left, and the under bet we have the T form with the three dots. Okay, and then our next one is our next word is our left bet and and uh, vav. Our left bet and vav. And that means sharp projecting in a natural state. Our next word is our left bet and mem. And it means feed or fatten. Our next word means run away. And it is a laugh, bet, and quaff. And it means run away. 
All right, that is it for my vocabulary today, and I'll go over some more words uh, tomorrow and during the program. But remember, the alphabet is at goodhouse1968.net, and there you can, uh, I believe it's the first video. You can click on the first video and start learning the alphabet. But I'm going to put it up there again just in case. All right. Let me say a prayer, which I didn't say in the beginning, but it should have been said. But I'll say one now. Good, I petition you that you strengthen the brothers and sisters up, open their eyes, remove the rafters, where they are able to receive the knowledge of the kingdom of God and to understand and be blessed by it, to have sustenance brought to them for them and their families, and to be open-armedly accepted by good or done I. I pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.